Yo, yo, yo. Thank you once again for tuning in to the Good Life Podcast, The Kickback. This is a podcast where we come to talk about mental health, wellness, peace, tranquility, healing, but more importantly, community. Thank you for tuning in again to one of the greatest shows ever published, ever. And I am one of your hosts, Good Life underscore Rush. You can follow me by that name on all social media. And you can buy both of my books on Amazon. Just search me in Good Life for Us. Hey, hey, it's the bipolar ghostwriter, aka Aaron Zendula. Hey, you can catch me on all platforms, especially with Good Life for Us now. So, yeah, stay tuned, tap in. Is it, is it that we're, are we fucking them up? Yeah, yeah. Are we fucking them up? We are, and I and I wouldn't say, um, again, it's it's. I don't speak in like right or wrong. You know what I mean. So it's not wrong, but it's unhealthy. And the reason it's unhealthy and um, the disservice, what a lot of parent is doing is they're preparing a child for a relationship, but just a relationship with them. And you got to raise them to where they can deal with all different kinds of people. So you got to raise them without prejudice and bias. You know what I mean? But if you have those things, if you secretly deep down inside wish you was a spoiled person, like you're going to project that onto them. You're going to, you haven't healed that. So that's still in you. So when you go to raise them, you go to tell them some stuff, you're going to speak to them from like, as, as if you were speaking to younger you. And respectfully, yes. they not younger you. <laughs> they, you know what I mean? They're of you, but they are not you. And to me, your kids should be better than you. That's how I raise my kids. Like, your kids should be your 2.0. They should get all your game, and then they're going to simultaneously be learning their own lessons at the same time. You dig what I'm saying? So mm-hmm. a lot of times we're healing, we're, we're parenting through healing. Like, they're trying to deal with some stuff through their kid. They're trying to deal with their parent through their kid. Like, you can't do that. You got to deal with that within yourself. You got to give yourself that closure and move forward. And it's still hard after that point. I do things for my kids that I didn't have back in the day. And it's bittersweet in that beginning moment. Like, damn, this would have been nice. But then I get, I check myself and I'm like, this is for them. This isn't for me. I didn't live my life to experience that. I lived it to not experience so I could want it bad enough for them that I'm going to make sure that they have it. You dig what I'm saying? Right. And I think the projection is making sure that they appreciate it. And that's the yeah. projection. Yeah. Like, you you don't know what I did to, to, but get, to get no this. we have no control over that. So now that's where a parent's becoming unhealthy because now you're talking at your kid. And you have no control over that. Like, we don't make them successful. We give them the tools to be successful, and we trust that they use the tools. But they're only following your parenting. So if Yay. you was there every day and being there for them, what a kid really wants for you, they don't want your money. They don't even understand the concept of money. They want your attention. They want your time. That's why a kid always, let me show you this. Let me. They want your attention. They want to know that you're watching. They want to know that you're proud. You dig what I'm saying? So then I use that. I listen to that, and I use that in my parenting. So then I didn't have to whoop my kids. I understood. My sons be messed up when they figure out I'm disappointed in them. I just got to yeah. let you know, like, I'm just like, I'm just, and really they feel it. Like, I'm not playing right now. We not joking. Right. And that just sends, sets them off like that. You know what I mean? Because they want that. They need that validation. Right. What's, what's so funny is that there's a five-year-old in my life right now. She could give a damn about material shit. Yeah. <laughs> but as soon as I get ready to leave, she's like, hey, let me show you this. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Hold on. Hey, whoa, whoa. <laughs> I'm like, baby, I'm getting ready to leave. Nah, let me do this flip for you real quick. She said she was leaving at 7 on 6.50. Oh, wait, hold on, wait, wait, wait. We got 10 minutes. She can't give a damn about the shit she got on. And I'm
I love that because yeah. you know, even even when I first met her, it was just these boots that that drove her mom crazy. Like it was these boots she had. It was like these rain boots that she just had to have. You know what I'm saying? But it was like, don't take that innocence away. Because yeah. when them kids start being like, I gotta have J's or I gotta have this, it's like, yeah, I get it because I was the same way. Pooh had every Jordan up till like she was like 12 and she started buying her own shoes. She had every year of the Jordans, and that was because I did it because I didn't have it. Yeah, and I and I think this is now these conversations shows the importance to where like healthy co-parenting is like it has to be the foundation because exactly what you're describing I went through the same thing especially when we was young parents and I didn't know I didn't know no better you dig what I'm saying so I started to see our different parenting styles just based on being man and woman like yeah. I feel like a man a father is trying to prepare their child for later in life what's going right. to come a mom is trying to keep you right now in this situation and prepare you for what's happening right now so then you get into different parenting techniques, even when it comes to how they dress. Like, man, I'll let them wear rain boots and whatever they want every day. Your favorite rain, like, whatever man. you want. But then I didn't understand the mom was dressing them for the public perception. And I wasn't thinking about that perception of how people were going to look, how, you know, you're trying to go get a job, you got to dress this way. Because right. even me as a kid, I'm coming in, shirt untucked, unironed. Like, I didn't think about those kind of things. I'm right. just like, all right, I need my resume. I need to know what I need to say in the interview. I'm not thinking about, you know what I mean? I'm thinking about getting this job. And I got, I'm got i going to put the bills towards this. I ain't going to eat for a month. And you know what I mean? Like, right. So when we bring those two perspectives together, it's not that one is right or one is wrong. It's now you put the kid in a better situation because you gave them two different perspectives. So when they get to this fork in the road, they can hear mom and dad's voice. And a lot of our generation, that was what hindered us. You can only hear either one voice. It was either big mama or mom or dad. It wasn't a collective. And that's tribe. You dig? That's what we're trying to build that village to when they get to a situation of fork in the road, they can hear all of us. And we saying different things, but we not stepping on each other's toes. We not colliding. We taking our turns, just how we speak in real life. So that starts to reinforce that in them. So really, they're just a product of how they're seeing us live. That's why when parents get so alarmed, like my kid is doing that, like where do you think they learning that from? <laughs> so, so let me ask y'all this. Okay, so you got one set of parents over here that says, "I want to always do for my kid because I want them to be a kid." Yeah. But but. There's a there's a caveat there. That kid grows up and always has a dependence type of attitude, or not all the time, not mm -hmm. all the time, but a lot of those children, it's like, well, mom's gonna do for me or dad's gonna mm -hmm. do for me. A lot of the kids that were raised on survival, this is whether right or wrong, mm -hmm. this is how we find our independence. And I was given an example. It was like. At 13, I had to keep the weight off of me at that point because I had gotten fed up with, oh, you got them from the thrift store or you got this mm -hmm. from Eyelash, you got this from Big Lots. So it forced me to think outside the box of like, well, I can't go to school another day and feel this pain. So I had to think of ways. But guess what? It kind of turned as I became an adult because the kids that got everything, once mom either didn't want to do for them anymore or couldn't do for them anymore, now they just didn't know what the hell to do. You know, they didn't know how to deal with life per se. I'm not saying all kids like right, that. Right. Then there's then there's some who mom and dad did for them, as I'm saying, in, in child A, 
is that they had a, a sense of family. They had a sense of confidence. Yeah. They had a sense of trust. These were happy-go-lucky kids. These were kids that didn't take life too seriously, you know, because they had that love and that nurture, and they could be a kid. They had a childhood. So who's – I can't say when it comes to parenting – who's right or who's wrong. Yeah. But what is your viewpoint of that, of kids who have to survive and grow up yeah. early, vice versus kids who have everything handed to them? My view is, um, and then I'll let you take over, my view is it's, it's based on a lot more factors than we think it's based on. Um, even how you said it, I love how you said it because I think that's how a lot of people view it as this kid was loved and nurtured. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And they were, but it was so much more than that. And... I think what it is, like, one of the biggest things it is, is detachment issues. A lot of people have issues detaching from their plan. So if you say, I'm raising my kid to grow up at 18, they got to grow up at 18. No matter how many dead bodies they've seen on the way, no matter how many heartbreaks they had on the way, you still going to treat them like a kid until they're 18 years old. You dig what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. So this side over here... This is a lot how I raise my kids. Like, I use the third option. In situations where you can say this or say that, the third option is you don't got to say shit. The situation where you can, you know, go buy some clothes to fit in, which I've done that too. I've gotten right. some shoes from Muhammad, some PlayStations just to fit in. I didn't care if they was fake. You yeah. did? To where you could just wear your old beat up shoes. Two, option three is you could just not care. You dig what I'm saying? So they, that has to be taught. They are growing up around parents who have that type of attitude and that type of mindset. You are of what you come. You dig? You're a product sure. of your environment, most will argue. So for me, that's that. It, we'll get it's to your that, point in a minute, Deshaun. We, yeah, that this. one is, it's that detachment. Like, we got to detach away from our plan because our plan ain't always going to work for them. And our plan is not their life. We have to assess who our child is. And then when they go through things like, all children go through things at different times, but they go through something at 12 instead of 18. You're ready to start treating them more mature at 12. You're ready to start, okay, I know you went through this, and we're going to start having a little more serious personal conversations. That's the best you can do because now you're teaching them problem solving, which school doesn't teach. They say they teach us that, right. but they don't teach us that. That's why the, the questions be so confusing because they don't want us to solve problems. You dig what I'm saying? So you're teaching them now through examples. So through that problem solving now, this isn't even saying they're going to go be president or the best person ever or Morse Chestnut or nothing. Right. This is saying when they find their soulmate, their dream person, they're going to know how to treat her. She's going to now look back on him like, damn, who raised you? You know what I mean? Just because this was instilled in him. It could just be the things that satisfy her. And he cannot, he can meet somebody completely different and none of those things work for this woman. So yeah, she gonna be in his ear like, who raised you? And you ain't got no hump. You did. It's right. perspective. That's why you see there is no right or wrong. Man, because women do have a problem when a man is clingy to. Oh, his absolutely, absolutely. And what's wrong with that? You because know they felt like, what's what's their place? What's their position? You can't have two number one. You can't be mad. <laughs> You can't, can't have two number ones. That's why they don't say two main chicks. They say a main chick and a side chick. You can't have two number ones. looking at the woman like, you gonna be mad because my mama loved me? But she wants your mom to now be the side chick and accept her role. And the mom becomes the side chick. Especially when you get married. She still she trying to be the wife. She been trying to be the wife since he was a young king at three. He ain't no king, sis. He's a prince. He's a child. You have to learn to be a king. You have to grow into being. You dig what I'm saying? Certain things can't be inherited. You got to earn. So you're trying to give him a role. You dig? Like, so that's not your man. You got to stop. Y'all got to stop dressing these young boys as drug dealers and your boyfriends you want. That's not your man. 
Wow. That is your son. I'm a bomb for that, please. <laughs> that's your child. And that's the, you know, and a lot of women I feel like do that because that's the man that ain't going to leave. But nah, that's you, you messing up him. Because now, like so we said. You are messing up him. Yeah, because you're affecting his future. You're affecting the woman now who could be helping him become his best self. Now he battling with her. And you probably loving it. Grinning and yeah, yeah. What y'all fighting about today? I've seen that. Like. That's scary. You know what I mean? The mom has to Scrappy let go. Of, and, she's the adult. Yeah, yeah. We're still kids. We still learning these things. You you ha- you should have more wisdom than us. You've been here longer than us. She has to let. That's what I mean by the detachment. Like, you kick you out one. the nest, sis. That's you not your king. You see that on Love and Hip Hop all the time, though. It's like the girl is, you know, because mom is proud of the athlete. Mom is proud of the rapper. You know what I'm saying? You know, I raised this young man by myself. You know, like you said, I, I kept him dressed. I kept him nice. Kept it don't him in look all the like programs. pride, though. It looks like guilt. Really? What's your, what's your it thoughts, It looks queen? like when the athlete's dad ain't Super been Robert around, Robert Robert the Robert athlete's Robert. dad Wait, come around. Truth, queen? It looks like <laughs> guilt. <laughs> I've seen so many versions of it because, um, you know, I've actually seen moms that, you know, gave their child that freedom and that guidance and where they took out the personal. So it's kind of like some, you know, some kids some children may go back to their mom for that safe you know that safe Mm. haven where they can you know where they can trust and not be judged so it's kind of like you know some women they take that as competition because they want to be that but it's like they're obviously not experiencing that with the woman so they're going back to the mom for that so it's kind of like you know the women the woman kind of makes that into a competition but it's kind of like if it's a healthy relationship you know where the mom isn't acting like it's her boyfriend and da, 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 but it's just like, you know, my son was the one that came here to me and I'm always going to be there. So if he need me there, I'm going to be there. But, you know, if it's always like a competition, like, oh, mama's going to be there no matter what, da, 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 that's the difference. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Because it's like, if my son needs me, okay, I'm always there. But if I'm over sheltering him, you know, it's definitely going to ease into the relationship to where, like you said, it is going to seem like you got two girlfriends. But it's like the mom is enforcing that. Mm-hmm. But if it's to where the son is doing it because he needs that, you know, that comfortability, that non-judgmental zone, you know what I mean? Because he doesn't get that from her, then that's just what it is. And it's like girls try to take that part all the time. You know, it's competition. That's their motive. They want that part. Mm-hmm. It's like you can't take that from the mom, you feel me? Because first of all, we don't have many moms out here that's like that. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. That gives that type of stage for their son because... Or their daughter, you know, whichever way. Right. Because it's like, you know, they don't let their child grow up with that freedom. It's kind of like, you know, you re- you would want to be your child's shadow and not be your actual child. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Not try to put yourself in your child's place, you know. Kind of guide. You feel what I'm saying? And it's like, that freedom, it will kind of get your, you know, baby to eventually be like, you know, all that other outer stuff, that other stuff that was programmed for me to care about, programmed for me to figure out was this, da, da, da. You know, I don't really look at it like that. You know what I mean? Because right. I pretty much go on my own flow. You feel what I'm saying? And it's kind of like, so pretty much those shoes, I like these light-up shoes over here, you know, mm-hmm. blah, blah, blah. However, you know, it goes because that's how you gave your baby those options besides it being like, oh, well, these J's, you know, such as got these J's, how you feel about mm-hmm. these? You know, it's kind of like being programmed into that because, like, they don't know what J's is when they come out. You know what I mean? That's not, right. I don't think that's the first shoe that they go to. <laughs> you know what I mean? That's definitely not what it is. So it's kind of like letting your baby go into that. And it's like some people put worries on their children that their baby's probably not even going to experience you know what i mean so it's kind of like over you know too much worry and then that's where the sheltering comes in that's where moms kind of keep the sons in and da, 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 which is understandable in a way but it's kind of like you know if your baby's gonna come across it your baby's gonna come across it it's just like if you stop it right now in the future he may come across it even harder you know what i mean so it's kind of like you got to let things flow and it's kind of like but you need to be there to guide right on the way 
D.L. Carey says, um, yes, uh, trying to shield them from heartaches we've gone through inadvertently sets them up. But as a parent, you can't help it. You know, you know what that feels like when, you know, I'm saying your kids don't have the latest Mm -hmm. and you know how cruel and we'll get into, you know, the the parental involvement of bullying in a minute. Well, that's a different conversation. We'll probably get at the next hour and and, and how you should be involved with your when your child is being bullied. But we send them out and we just be like, man, I know how I felt. I know how I felt when my hair wasn't done or I didn't get to the barbershop. I know how. Now, let me ask you this, Tim. Mm hmm. There are kids between the ages of six and nine. It's a very weird age. Yeah. And I'm going to give you a scenario. Yeah. A kid is about eight years old, and he wants to go to school in his Spider-Man costume. Mm -hmm. There are parents that will allow this young man to go to school in his Spider-Man outfit because they want to give him individualism and and to give them him, him the power of that expression. Mm-hmm. But there are some parents that be like, no, I'm not going to send my kid out in a Spider-Man outfit. Even though he wants to be himself, he's going to get laughed at by certain kids. What would you say to that scenario, those two scenarios? Um, <clears throat> I definitely see both sides. Um, for me, I, I like to be the one that lets them know what's going on more so than I'm letting them just do whatever they want to do. So if I, when I do make a choice, I explain why this is my choice. And at that point of eight, and as they're starting to get older, more structure has to start being laid. More foundation has to start being laid. Mm-hmm. So things of that nature, I'm not really behind. I wouldn't be upset if somebody else's parent did that, but I'm trying to teach them like, there's a time and place for everything. You can't always just do what you want to do. That's not the world I'm about to raise you in and the mindset I'm about to raise you in. You know what I mean? Because that can be detrimental to your health. Like, you know what I mean? So, and those kind of things, I think trying to promote that individualism is why all these people are depressed because now they loners. Now people don't want to be bothered because you forced them to be the outcast. You made them constantly stand out. Because you thought that was going to make kids want to play with them. I don't know why. That's just going to make them <laughs> further now point them out. Like, look, why they think they different? Why they think they better? You know what I mean? Spider-Man? Spider-Man? Like, <laughs> you setting them up for that. You know, so that's I think that's what uh, he's saying on that comment. Like, you are now trying to avoid something and you're sending, it right, sending them right dead center into it. Wow, wow. <laughs> And in reality, you never know. Going back to school, shoot, they all coming with costumes probably. You know what I mean? We don't know what they planned. You know yeah. what I mean? It's kind of like that that thing where we're putting it on there, but in reality, they already got it. You know what I mean? So it's kind of like, you know, back at school, they probably, oh, yo, you got that Spider-Man on. You know, this is their, our type of communication. But you at home, mom saying, nah, da, da. she don't even know the whole story. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of like you stopping it before we even get to get there. So now he probably going to school, you know, without that costume up on his outfit. So you can work with your baby, like, all right, we're going to put it on out under, you know, the outfit. And just as long as you got the outfit on, we can balance it. You know what I mean? Work this on out. Sure. And then, you know, it's kind of like giving them those options. You know what I mean? Because we don't know all. We don't know what's going on. We don't know the plans. You know what I mean? Yeah, And absolutely. kids shouldn't have to feel like they forced to tell you, you know, stuff that they don't want to naturally have to tell you. So sometimes it's just like, well, dang, why you, you know, just let me wear the damn outfit. You know, like it is what it is. It's what we plan. You know, blah, blah, blah. It's just a little thing. Just giving them that option. But if you don't want them to, then, here, put these on in there. Do you show your outfit, whatever, put them back on. Whatever it is. Okay. 
because they're still. That's I, I call it a weird age. They're still, they're still in that playful stage, yeah. and then you be like, well, "What? I really want to wear it." Like you said, then we go into the mall. Hell yeah, put you down, Spider Man. Exactly. Yeah. That's, <laughs> a sli- that's a slippery slope. But don't go to school because <laughs> that's a slippery slope with parenting. Because if you open a certain type of luxury to a kid in one area, they try to expand that through every area. And that's the reason why certain parents are so strict and so hard. You dig what I'm saying? It's because, like, again, they're parenting you for the future. They're worrying about as you grow up and realize, like, you ain't always going to be able to wear your Spider-Man costume. Like, that's just a fact. You dig what I'm saying? And you've worn it. Like, yeah. you've worn this. It got holes in it. <laughs> why are we still holding on to this? Why are we still doing this? Why are you still trying to be a child? And it's usually, it's usually nurturing in that. They don't want to grow up yet. Like, eight is harder than seven, which was harder than six, which was harder than five. So I want to put that costume back on and feel safe. But it's not always safe out there. Like, and that's what's happened. That's why a lot of these kids are spoiled. Like, you're trying to shield them from the world. You can't. The world is happening whether you want to get in the way or not. You're only rolling that. That's why I said with those moms, it feels like guilt. You're only rolling that is the lessons you teach them and what you show them. Or what you don't show them. That's it. But you can't backtrack now that they 15. Like, oh, let's do some kid stuff again because I didn't do it when you was eight. Like, it's done. (laughs) It's gone. So we got to realize that we need to teach them that. But we be teaching them to be young. And the world don't look at them as young. They, I mean, they adulterize our women. They make our our men be older. Like, that's not the world for them. And that's the world we want them to be in. So let's go to Disney. If we're going to play fantasy, let's just fully get into the fantasy. But if we're going to live in reality, the reality is they don't look at you as a little kid no more today. Now, we got we got parents on the check-in, and I, I want your opinion. And please chime in uh, if you have any comments. They said y'all on point this morning. Y'all yeah, guys, yeah, this was spin- a good discussion. I like this Yeah, one. y'all on point this and morning. And I don't have any kids, so. <laughs> <laughs> no, but it's a good I'm not a child expert either. I mean, I'm a father. But this is why I say men and women have to come together to parent. Because this is coming together and co-parenting is not agreeing. It's coming to an understanding. You dig what I'm saying? It's finding middle ground. That's relationships, period. It's fine. It's not seeing their other side and now we're good. It's we're in the middle. We both feel like, okay, yeah, I could do this. And then we approach the kid like, this is what we're doing. Because the thing is, like as a parent, you need to be direct. And sometimes parents leave too much room for kids to do. And they don't know. They're still learning from you. Like, they don't know no better. <laughs> because a lot of the times what I've seen in the women that I've dealt with is that they want to be lean as, as lean on the kids because, you know, you got that, that generation where kids should be seen and not heard. Yeah. Kids should, should not have an opinion. So we felt silenced, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. In that generation X baby boomers and so on and so forth. So even, even some of the millennials, some of the early millennials, they were still under that regime of kids should be seen, not heard. So now, you get these new moms. You get not not the millennials, but I, mm-hmm. I, the the generation That's after that. In, yeah. yeah, and they're saying, "I don't want my kid to be silenced. I don't want right. my kid to not be expressive." But then you see these kids that they're very disrespectful to yeah. adults. Yeah, they don't know when to shut it off. Yeah, and things of that nature. So, what's a healthy way for a parent to say? Yeah, I want you to be expressive, but I still want you to be respectful. So first, like. We definitely have to give those moms grace. You know what I mean? Because what's happening is we have to rebuild the structure of parenting. Like when the father, when we had that whole like period where the fathers was out the home, the mom had to be the parent, which means you got to be the disciplinarian. You got to be the educator. 
You got to be the uh, consoler. You got to be the nurse. You dig what I'm saying? You can't play all them different roles. That's why you need two parents. Sure. We 50-50 that. We take some of the load. You dig what I'm saying? Sure. It's hard to discipline them than come try to be their friend 10 minutes later. You know what I mean? So we have to re reconstructure how we do parenting, how we understand parenting first. I think that's the first step. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? And then after we get to that point, we got to start getting back to having family conversations. Right. Too many people are having conversations in their head or with their spouse and the kids ain't involved. Everybody needs to be present in the room while we having this conversation. And this could turn into an argument between the parents. But if this is a progressive conversation, they need to hear this. Right. That's problem solving. They need to see y'all upset. And then 10 minutes later, y'all cooking, having fun in the kitchen. Y'all ain't throwing pots and pans at each other. So wait, are you saying that they should see the disagreements? Yeah, they need to be more exposed. To the relationship, the actual. Oh, this is new information. Because how else would Whoa. they learn relationships? Are, I already listened to the walls anyway. Yeah, how else would they learn? Whoa. A lot of people, a lot of people, based on what they know about their parents' relationship, think the relationship is paying bills, planning vacations, making sure the kids got clothes for school, stuff like that. It's not the actual relationship. So we grow old now, and we're just hooking up. We're not even dating. We don't know how to date. <laughs> Who showed us? <laughs> they didn't tell us. So who better to come from from them? That's how I am. And then even when they get older and they start drinking, I'd rather you have a drink in the house with me and mom mm -hmm. than you out here sneaking and doing with your friends. Mm -hmm. You come to me and start talking about weed at Boosie's age when he got questioned, I feel him. Mm -hmm. I'd rather you twist up in here with me and I really teach you it because you're going to do it anyway. Again, let's be real. Let's drop a bomb for that. Let's I'm not a perfect parent and I'm not a dumb parent. Morning. You ain't just going to yeah. listen to me blindly. Hell, I don't always listen to me blindly, you dig? Right. <laughs> Your kid ain't gonna listen to everything you say. Mm -hmm. So you need to also, that's a part of parenting, being prepared for them to come back like, yeah, dad, we got high. I can see you high, bro. Right. <laughs> <laughs> so instead of us having this conversation, because I can foresee that's gonna happen, let me get in front of it. That's parenting. Let me be proactive. Let me say, you know what? Come on. If you that interested, twist up. Mm -hmm. And I've seen that movies loved it. Kids out here like, yeah, I'm going to go to school, smoke a cigarette. Parent put the pack on the table like, light up. If this what you want, if this what you want, you you grown now, right? You done made your choices what you want, light up. Like, let's go. Now you now you putting accountability on them. See, that, and that was the thing is like, okay, so my, my dad, how he was raised was my grandmother was saying he wasn't going to be a sucker, so she exposed him to mm. everything. Because he was exposed to everything, let him down the path that he... That, that that gangster path yeah. let, let him down that path that led him eventually to 31 years in, in prison. Mm -hmm. Now, that being said, she comes to raise me. She was like, oh, damn, I was wrong. <laughs> now, I'm sheltered. I'm in church every day. <laughs> mm -hmm. <laughs> I'm, I'm getting this Bible thrown at me every single day. Now, I don't like it. I don't like this because, listen, I don't get a chance to live life. So now I'm becoming resentful and but and, and I'm missing I'm missing out on information. And you can tell I'm missing out on information by the conversations I'm having with my friends. I'm square. I'm this. I'm that. Now I say, oh, hell no. So now when it comes to my kids, I'm going back to the cycle. Like I'm going to expose you to everything so you don't feel like I feel. So now you got skipping generations of, you know what I'm saying, how we felt and we're projecting on our kids. Now people are saying I'm wrong because you're exposing them kids too much. My kids was going to parties at 11, oh, 12 because really? I'm like, no. But they're saying you grew them up too fast. You know what I'm saying? No and such thing. Right. There's no such thing? Right. No. Mm -hmm. Speak on it. 
because I feel like it's giving them that field. If they want to grow, they can. If they don't want to, they don't have to. This is all based on them. You know what I mean? And it's giving them that, especially if they're already doing it and you're already spotting it. You feel what I'm saying? It's just like, you know, put it on the table. You don't need to sneak. You feel what I'm saying? Plus, mm -hmm. like you said, you would want to feel safe because now it's like, since we have that communication, mm -hmm. you don't need to go out here to anybody else. Da -da -da, you can do it here with me. Don't go to school. Da -da -da, do it here with me. You know what I mean? Kind of with the guidance of what they're already doing. You feel what I'm saying? And then for the fact that with the communication, you know, you don't want to hear about your parents' BS outside from anybody else. You know what I'm saying? That makes you so salty. Like, oh, Lord. Like, yeah, bro, you know, your mom was with such such uncle. Da -da -da. Yeah. Like, oh, goddamn. You know, bro, that's too much. You just, that's how the battle for the child. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. But since, you know, your mom and your dad or whatever had already told you, like, my brother is like, that don't even mean nothing to me. We already know what's up. You know, and so it's with them having that option of already knowing. Because it's like, I've had so many situations where I've heard stuff through the walls. Yeah. You know what I mean? And it's just like, I wish I was there. Because it's like having that outer view for the relationship sometimes. Like, just because it's your child, but your child sees all and hears all. You know what I mean? So it's kind of having do. that openness for your child. And they can help certain situations. You know what I mean? Yeah. And that's based off experience also. Mm. You know what I mean? And just hearing the stuff through the walls. And then when you come to your parents and they tell you BS to cover up stuff to kind of protect you. But in reality, it's like, that's not protecting it. That's more hurting it. Because it's like... You know how they're perceiving it. Like, that's a lie. Like, you know mm. what I mean? Like, wow. I've seen so many relationships that try to hide those fights. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I mean, and honestly, like I said, it was an awakening for me today. Like, you shouldn't. You, sh you should. But at least it's... Sometimes we can give kids too much information and they shouldn't be... Like, I don't like when parents give kids adult problems. Don't yes. tell your kids yes. your problems. Yes. Don't tell your kids your financial problems or whatever. Keep that, you know what I'm saying? Because the kids shouldn't have that stress. All they should have is like, I'm being cared for, and I'm being raised, and I'm being fed by this person. But if they do, like you said, encounter a um, a scuffle or a disagreement, mm -hmm. explain, well, this is what me and mom was disagreeing about. Yeah. We're, we're good now. And most of the times you won't need to explain. You explain when it affects them. Like, because mm. then you get down the path now where you're lying to them borderline. You dig what I'm saying? Like... And we was growing up in them kind of situations, like, oh, well, we can't go to Disneyland now because you only got to see. Like, <laughs> if we ain't got the money to so say that. Say that. <laughs> you think what I'm yeah. saying? Like, you ain't got a lot to kick it. Like, if we ain't got the money, just say that. <laughs> like, you know, it, because now the, the, the issue is you're raising them on reaction. You're not, and, and then something you're going to get mad at later. That's, that's what's happening in our generation now. We use an example as OnlyFans. So when you started your OnlyFans, you needed that money. You didn't care about any residual from this. So now your kid is in school and you and they mom on OnlyFans. So you can't act like now how that's affecting them. You care because you ain't care when you was filming. Yeah. You ain't care when the money was rolling in. You right, dig what right, I'm saying? Right. And that's what's happening to a lot of parents. So the way you counteract that is forgiveness. Like we got to forgive ourselves for the choices we make. Like we're not perfect. So I make my choices based on the information I have. I tell my kid, do this, do that, based on the information I have. But I'm humble enough that if that information changes, I'll come have a conversation with them. Like, yo, I said this, but it's really like this. You dig what I'm saying? So, and that's growth. That's all teaching them problem solving. That's all having a relationship with them real time. But if you picking and choosing what you want to keep from them, that's already communication. You're ashamed. Why can't you have this argument in front of them? Wow. <laughs> you dig what I'm saying? Like, why not? 
And let's let's discuss that. Let's unpack that. See, that's building towards a relationship now that they can look and they don't have to think it's perfect. They don't have to admire it. They just need to take the parts that work and then learn how to put them into their relationships and their other friendships. Can I give you a prime example? Yeah. There's a, there's a jazz musician by the name of Oludara, and he had two sons. Uh, one of the sons' names was Nazir Jones, and the other one, they called him Jungle. Uh, Nazir Jones and Jungle were having so many problems in school. And, of course, Oludara is a jazz musician, and he's, he's like, going back and forth with the mom, like, take their ass out of school, huh? Just take them out. I mean, this is like this is like uh, maybe sixth or seventh grade. Now, once they come to an agreement that the mom is going to agree that Nazir and Jungle are going to be removed from school, he says, "Okay, but I need you to get the information yourself." So Nazir and Jungle commit themselves to going to the library every single day, reading, 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 and Olu had them reading constantly, right? Now, here's a here's a plot twist. Nazir and Jungle still ended up selling drugs in Queensbridge projects, but Nazir ends up becoming one of the most prolific MCs in hip hop today. He eventually becomes Nazir to Nas, and they accredit that in a lot of the documentaries that Olu took them out of school and let them follow their own path. So is that was he right? Was he wrong? I don't know. I would say right because we don't know their path. And I think that's where parents get into trouble. When you're trying to dictate a path for them, you're basically saying, I know the path. So in their head, they're like, oh, this is the one that works. Mm -hmm. So when it doesn't work for them, that's a lot more devastating. I'd rather be a part of something and it's my choice that it goes wrong than be a part of it something and it's, it goes wrong because of something you did. You dig what I'm right, saying? Right. Like, I'd rather went my own way and then go left because then I can learn from that. I can't learn from your way because I was just following your directions. I was blindly following something that you made me believe was work. So now this has shattered our whole dynamic because now I don't trust you anymore. And this right. was something big. So I don't trust you with anything trickling down, anything under this sun. You see what I'm saying? So you did more harm than good. <laughs> like, yeah. so... I mean, those are the options we have to weigh. Will some good come of it? Possibly. But what is what is worth, what it costs, it's not worth it. You know what I mean? Yep. Let, let's let's keep it real. Thank School you. is a break for a lot of parents, but continue. Yeah. <laughs> oh, it's daycare. You ain't gonna be with that. They definitely send them to different, you know, organizations or corporations, whatever you want to call them, just so they can have time to do them. So it's like, oh, you got eight hours with them? Go ahead. I don't care what you teach me. Yeah. Yeah. I don't care as far as you got them. And I may be late. You feel me? It's all of that put in there. But for the fact that she took them out and they wanted, they went to the library on themselves, you know, that's that willpower, that intent behind it. Because what they did in between time, like in the streets, and as you said, he was one of the greatest in the industry or whatever. It's like, they probably was the smartest in math history, probably throughout nothing but truth. You feel me? Because this is all that they wanted to receive. And when you go into the schools, a lot of that's BS that we're figuring out right now anyway. Thank it's you. the way Speak of how it. people are, you know, programming and stuff like that. So a lot of stuff that they taught us is not doing anything for us now. So that that library, oh, that gave them free mm -hmm. will, everything. You feel what I'm saying? They wanted to do that. And this is how they wanted to live. And it's like, that's based on all of them. You know what I mean? We didn't have to put any force of like, this is how you're supposed to live. Da, da, da. This is all by your choice. And it's like, in that process, they learn hella stuff. But it's like, that's on them. Like, when they get older, we still can't do anything. You went to school, da, da, da. You want to drop out, that's on you. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? It's still in their hands. 
whether we try to keep it in ours or not. Yeah. The system don't work for all of our kids. Right. Mm-hmm. It's not it's designed but, but are we bad parents for saying, you ain't got to go to school no more? No. I, I mean, but because a lot comes with homeschool, too. I've had one kid that was homeschooled. Like, that's a full-time job. Every parent ain't <laughs> built for that. <laughs> they weren't good students. <laughs> you dig what I'm saying? But um, the, the only thing that comes from these lessons is parents got to understand. Uh, no matter what you're going to do, what's going to happen is going to happen. We got to where we were, uh, not by lack of trying. People have tried all these ways before. Again, there's been an infinite number of people that's came and gone. They've had these thoughts, ideas, problems before already. So they've tried these things. That's how we got to this conclusion. So the only thing we really can do is forgive ourselves when we're wrong and have an open mind and an open heart. You know what I mean? Like, just imagine the, the fathers in the 70s that was throwing both of their sons in the back of the lack and drove them to the hood like, this is what you want to do? And one of them kids was like, no. The other one's like, I'm going to be a pimp one day. <laughs> you get what I'm saying? Gave my younger brother the test and uh, gave my younger brother the test and uh, gave my younger brother the test and uh, gave my younger brother the test. They took to it like fish to water. My dad looked at me dead in my head and said, you better not never do a crime. In your life, you better not never do a crime. <laughs> 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 yeah. we, we can be hoping we can trust, but, you know, our trust has been so fractured and damaged. It's hard to trust our kids. It's hard to trust ourselves and what we're saying. So that's why I always promote healing first. That has to come first because then it gives you the tools and steps for these situations. But it's still tough. It's still a rock and a hard place with some of these things because you're weighing what can affect them now versus what can affect them then. So again, mom or dad is not right or wrong. We need to figure out how we can meet in the middle. And sometimes we can't meet in the middle. So sometimes I can't understand or make sense why I need to pay this much for this camp or send you. So you're just not going. And I'm willing to stand on that. That's where dad steps in. Like, I'll take that blowback. You know what I mean? It was my decision. <laughs> you know what I mean? So that's how the parenting comes by. And then sometimes it's an emotional decision. They 16 going through a breakup. They can't talk to dad. So now mom has more sovereign over here. You dig what I'm saying? Yeah. That's the 50-50. Yeah. It's not saying we always going to agree in the meeting middle. And sometimes your way is the way. So I have to retreat. That's the 50-50. But if we're constantly button heads and fighting, that's all we're teaching them to do. And with the people you love the most, the people you see every day, that's all we're teaching them to do. That's the people they go to school with, they work with, and their relationships, and then their kids. So we're just constantly passing down what we don't want them to do. But see, so mom could be more liberal, but dad can look at mom like, you ain't doing nothing but spoiling these kids. Absolutely. You ain't doing nothing but, you know what I'm saying, uh, nurturing these kids and raising them to be punks. Where is the happy medium? Before you answer that, let me revisit that. Let me let me get yeah. to some of these comments real quick. Uh, Deshaun said... We're giving uh, kids a space to speak uh, amid, act as an adult without being able to hold them accountable as such. Mm. Um, which they like both that. said that, you know, with that freedom comes accountability. Um, as Charlemagne said, there's a freedom of speech, but there's a there's a freedom of consequence, too. Yeah. There's consequences to your freedom of speech. Uh, freedom of speech ain't free. We'll get back to that. Yeah. Um, I, sh- I say... Imagine the healing that could happen around all the these healthy conversations. And Jessica, you're absolutely right. I I don't know where this topic came from. This topic really came out of thin yeah. air, but it's, it needed to well, happen. It's, it's on point. <laughs> we must be in line with the universe. Because, yeah. um, but 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 getting back to what I was saying is like because we project from both sides. Let's say it is the parent has. Both parents in their life. Mm-hmm. 
dad could have probably came apart. Mm-hmm. And was like, I ain't spoiling my kid. I'm giving him the real. Mm-hmm. But mom was like, I need to give him that nurture. I need him to let him know that there's still always a safe place. But dad can look at it from a masculine side. Like, oh, you spoiling that boy. Mm-hmm. So where's that happy medium at? It has to be reciprocated. And then I'll let you jump in. Um, and this one, I'm taking full accountability for. This is on the dads. So as far as the father's side, uh, we're creating an unbalanced hierarchy. We can challenge mom, but mom can't challenge us. Woo, drop a bomb for that, please. You dig Ooh. what I'm saying? And that's what's going Woo. wrong in these homes. Dad can't be challenged by anybody, by the kids, by mom, the dog. <laughs> Nobody can <laughs> challenge dad. You dig what right. I mean? And, they, and only a few kids get to see that. Like if you go into work with them or something and see, hear somebody yelling at them. But you don't see anybody. So now if he ain't on point, if he unhealthy, he's he leading you off a cliff. So mom needs to be able to have that challenge, too, because like you said, women have that intuition and certain insights men don't have. Mm -hmm. So she needs to be able to have a voice in that situation. So if you're a kid and you're witnessing that, you know, you're a spouse, you're witnessing that it's not going to work. Everybody has to have a voice, not an equal voice, but a voice. She has to be able to say, no, I don't agree with that. You know what I mean? Him actually, you know, explain why. Like, if we can have a healthy construct. Because they see it when he's telling the mom, no, that's not it. That's wrong. That's We're going the wrong way. You know what I mean? And men can do that. Right. We can talk down on people. So we got to learn to, we got to get it into a softer ever. We got to tap into our femininity and be able to be challenged more in our families. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I believe it's, I agree. It's the balance of communication. Like, the dad doesn't always have to be the bad cop. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, the mom can definitely take that, you know what I mean? That that BS too. You know what I mean? Take that part because it's not. I'm not always gonna send the kids. I'll go actually that. Da, da, da. You know what I mean? Like mm. no, that's it's a part of communication. It's like going into the homeschool. Like if you go have your child be homeschool, you gotta know that you need to put in that work too. Like you gotta always put in whatever somebody else is taking away. You know what I mean? It's that balance. So it's like I'm definitely gonna play the bad cop and then I'm also gonna play the good cop. So my baby can understand like. You don't have to worry about who to go to. It's going to give you that bounce. Like, whoever's here right now, that's who you go to. We don't have time to wait. Mm. You know, nothing. It's just open right here. You know what I mean? Because you're going to get both ends. I'm not just going to sugarcoat. I'm not just going to rub your back. I'm going to rub your back, and I'm going to tell you what's up. Mm. You know what I mean? It's- <laughs> Big mama energy. <laughs> I'm about to throw a question at you, Queen. And Tim, don't you jump in. I'm, I'm, don't you jump in. I'm, 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 I'm about to throw this. I'm about to throw this question at you. So, you disagree with the head of the household. But you know that in his mind, he's like, if she challenges me, that reflects on, I guess, my position in the mm-hmm. house. Oh, yeah. We have this ego as mm-hmm. men to say, when you, when my woman challenges me, how's my kids going to look mm-hmm. at that now? How's it? So now the power shift <laughs> shifts towards you. Now, how do you communicate with that man that says, I disagree, mm-hmm. but still give that man his, his oh, dignity? Yeah. I'm not gonna do it in front of my babies. I'm not gonna mm, do it. Don't, for that. don't listen to him. Da, da, da. I'm gonna be like, you know, behind him, like, okay, we're gonna talk about this later. You know, however, I'm gonna let you do what you do. Like, if you're wrong, we can talk about it on the back end. But I'm not gonna do it in front of my babies, like, where they show that battle, that disconnect. Like, oh, well, if y'all disconnected, y'all don't really know what's going on. How are you gonna tell me? You know what I mean? So it's kind of like, kids look at stuff like that. They definitely. Mm-hmm. You know, you look at it tweaking, like, what's going on? What's really going on? What's the deeper, you know, issues? So it's kind of like, it's a way of that, just like how we spoke about before, like, I'm not about to talk at my man or I'm not about to disrespect him and try to go through a personal situation out in the public. You know what I mean? So it's like out with everybody else. If we need to talk about this, because maybe I need to just sit and listen to where he's coming from anyway. Because if I was, you know, kind of like, mm, I don't know. I'm not just going to stop him right there and there. I'm going to let it, you know, go on and I'm going to see what's going on and then whatever I got to think about later on. 
I'm going to go think about it later on. But I'm not about to embarrass him and take what he has right now. That part of him in front of my kids. Like, mm-hmm. I'm okay. just not going to do that. Now, back to you. Back, I was wait, wait, wait. Say, hold on, hold on. Hold on. Yeah, go back ahead. to you. So now, going back to what you said. <laughs> yeah. She's going behind closed doors. Does that mean that now, visually, she doesn't have a voice? Because we're going back to what you said. Mm-hmm. Mom's voice is taken away. So is her going behind closed doors... Is that still, like, relaying to the kids that mom has a voice? You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Because, I mean, she's she's right. I mean, keep my dignity. But now it's like, okay, you know, is dad really... Does, does the kid, how does the kids still relay or see that mom still has a voice? So I think um, absolutely she still has a voice in that situation. Um, it depends on y'all's structure and how your family's set up. That may be how their family's set up, but nothing's perfect. So there's going to be that time where there's that it happens in front of the family. You know what I mean? And I feel like, again, that's why I say it's mostly on us men, because we do this sometimes. Sometimes we embarrass the woman unknowingly. Sometimes we you know what I mean? We we pull their strength unknowingly. Mm -hmm. So energy cannot be created nor destroyed. So you got to give them that power back. So in that situation, when that does happen and I do. uh and I have done something and I've kind of taken the authority away from mom by how I moved about it. When we come up to this next situation, I'm giving that power back. I'm letting mom decide or I'm, you know what I mean? You got to deal with mom to go through this situation. So I'm putting them us now back because you just got to find balance. Sometimes you get knocked off. It's going to happen. Sometimes you have too much. You just have to find what that balance is. So for me, is there? it's already a balance throughout the day because mom is doing so much in the house and already caring for things. So sometimes that's how I get the power back. I bring light to that. You know what I mean? Like, who the one washing your clothes and making your lunch? And I remind them of what's really going on here. Don't let this conversation fool you in thinking something's going on that it's not. You know what I mean? And again, that now comes, I'm going to explain that to them. Sometimes we have these disagreements. And my kids have come to me like, yo, what was that about? Sometimes mommies and daddies fight and they have disagreements. That don't mean they no longer love each other. That just means that they don't have an understanding. They have a disconnect. So that's why they were having that conversation to find that middle ground. Because if we're disconnected, y'all going to be disconnected. So this is just, and this is going to happen when you get older. You're going to have disagreements with your best friend because that hurts. You know what I mean? That's why it's so hard when you're a kid because you ain't had your heart broke much. But your best friend breaks your heart. You're like, damn, like, I want to I wanna sock you. Like, you for real? And it's because you were not getting them ready for that. And some kids just bounce back. Them and the besties is just because they were pre-exposed to that. You know what I mean? So I, I don't I don't ever want my kids to think there won't be rainy days. You know what I mean? Deshaun says, I mean, and and I, I want to address Deshaun yeah. because he says there's no perfect parenting. And I, I get it. I get it. But don't let that be a crutch. A crutch. I agree. Don't let that be the scapegoat so to bad die. behavior. Absolutely. To bad parenting. You know what I'm saying? Um, no, we all don't have the handbook to it, but kids need certain. They 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 need that provision. They need that financial support, but they also need that time. So if you're giving kids all the financial support and not giving them time, that's wrong. If you're over nurturing your kids, you know what I'm saying, but they lacking that. That's still. I mean, yeah. of course, that's still yeah. something that we need to tweak. Yeah. And I think as parents, we need to constantly be tweaking. And evaluating how this is going. How how are we doing? Yeah. Parents need a report card too. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Because we get, just like in relationships, we get into the mundane routine of things. And we never try to tweak. We never yeah. peek in and say to our child, hey, let me get, if I have two or three 
kids. Let me take this one kid away. How am I doing? Because yeah. like you say, you can have four kids, five kids, six kids in the household. Four of them good. <laughs> and the other two is like, what the mm. hell is going on? <laughs> My <Yeah>. eye, <laughs> Exactly. <laughs> so I just think that that is a true statement, but that should not be the write-off and say, yeah. well, I, of course, I, no parent is no perfect. perfect. Nah. And that's the, and that's the easy write-off because the kid isn't looking for the end result. They just want to know you tried. Yeah. Even when it doesn't go right and y'all don't run around looking for this PlayStation all day and didn't get it. The kid ain't upset. They was happy for the journey. The fact that we got that you tried this hard because I see you go this hard in other people's life. They watching you. When you gonna go this hard in my life? I see you on the phone getting everybody else advice. We gonna come look at my stuff. You know what I mean? Yeah. And that's a two way street. So then that's why I said even with the show, a lot of it looks like guilt. A lot of it looks like well, I wasn't here. And usually when a, a parent ain't there, the kid don't be shit. But now my kid rich and famous and rapping, so yeah. I gotta look like I was the good mom and I'm. I'm <laughs> Mama D's ass gets on my nerves. Like, pretending. The the poster child for, like, you trying to put on a show. And, he, right. and Jimmy just sit back. And, but if you listen to his music, he even say he grew up with his grandmother. His grandma was like his mom. Right, right, right. And it's okay that you wasn't there, sis. And it's okay that you here now. That's forgiveness. You got to forgive yourself for that so y'all can move forward. But you still trying to battle the, the mom's ghost past. That ain't yeah. you, you had your chance and you wasn't there. And he's gonna remember that no matter what you do now. So we gotta we gotta detach from that hill down and let that go and move forward with your kid. Aaron, what is the what is the healthy way of looking at the baby boy quote? And what is the negative way of looking at the baby boy quote when we were watching the movie and he is wanting love from his mom? And she looks back at him and says, Mama got to have a life too. Mm -hmm. So there are a lot of our modern women out here that use that as a justification mm -hmm. of neglect mm -hmm. when it mm -hmm. comes to their, their children and dads too. Yeah. Yeah. Where's the balance at where, you know, especially let's, mm -hmm. let's talk to either single parents or co-parents mm -hmm. where mom and dad got to have a life too, but mm -hmm. they're still... A balance that need to make sure that these kids get what they need right and man i've heard that so many times actually seen that so many times and it's just like that's where neglect and you know betrayal comes into these babies you know what i mean Cause like resentment they, yeah because it's like it seems like these parents are telling these babies like oh you asked to be here you you owe me now you know what i mean i got you in here i could take you out you know all of that comes into play with that and it just shows like you know, people, I've seen parents tell their kids that mama got to have a life, too, at, like, the age of three. Like, woman, who the fuck are you talking about? <laughs> right. Like, who are you talking to? You know this baby came through your legs, don't know how to do anything. And you, sometimes they be wanting this, but it's like, oh, yeah, you wanting it just because the man. You know what I mean? So now that you have the baby actually right here, mm. one that probably loves you the most. You know what I mean? Looking up for you and everything. But you sitting here like, well, mama got to have a life, too, and then you go. And it's just like, it's so cold-hearted. I've seen it so many times. Like, I've had... So many of my homies, like, they had to come to my house because my mama had to leave. You know, mama had to go out there and do whatever. But that just shows, like, you never went this part anyway. Now you just, like, somebody owes you for doing this. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Like, owes you for opening your legs, opening, you know, all of that. So it's just, right. like, they choose to not be held accountable. So they sell that, say that so they don't have to do anything. Like, like you said, use that as a crutch. Like, I don't have to take care of my baby unless I want to. I don't have to be there unless I want to. Because I don't, I don't want to fault single mothers for wanting to have a man mm -hmm. or no, wanting to have a life of going out. Because the, the, the flip side of that is, you know, she taking all her kids in a van and dropping them off. You know what I'm saying? Right. Moms need a break. Dads need a break. Parenting ain't. 
it ain't easy. It's not, but that's it's why it should be strategic. Easy. You know what I mean? In, yeah. in my experience, like, I don't date people that don't make sense for my parenting situation. So that's the other flip. Like, Drop a bomb for that. That's place. why your stuff is going wrong because you're trying to be with this person that's bringing you, pulling you away from your kids. You should want to be with somebody that want to come around and help. They yeah. want to teach your son how to cut the grass. They want to give you more time with the girls so y'all can do things. Let me take the boys out the house. And they understand they don't need to be around these girls all day. Like, let me, they're helping your life. They make that a relationship should make your life better, the quality of your life. It doesn't make it easier because you have more responsibilities and obligations. Right. You know what I mean? And now you got to heal stuff. When you just by yourself, you can be as shitty as you want. Right, when right. you get next to somebody every day, your shit going to start to stink. Like, <laughs> And they might not even always say it, but you're going to see them holding their nose or always talk to you with the shirt over their face. You're like, oh, it's me, huh? Damn. <laughs> 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 so, Trinae uh, says, uh, saying there's no perfect parent can also mean don't be so hard on yourself yeah. because you can't give your child everything or uh, I made a mistake along the way of teaching you something. Um Deshaun says, agreed. It should only be uh, reassurance to the parents who are in constant anxiety mm -hmm. and whether or not they are doing it right, um, that they have that, that they can breathe a little bit. Mm -hmm. You you are absolutely right, and 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 we're we're still touching on what we were coming into. I like the single parents who either have a village or a supportive co-parent. Because yes. we're going to get into something in, in, in just a minute. But it allows them to have that life. It allowed, That village allows them to have that break. To say, okay, let me get the kids for the weekend. Let me get, you know what I'm saying, so you can breathe a little, like, like you said, breathe a little bit. But I feel bad a lot of times for the single parents who, you know, constantly have these personalities. They don't get a break, so they constantly have to have these personalities. Now, somebody said that. Somebody came on the show and said that that was healthy. Don't hide Don't hide your your, your men friends from mm. your kids and stuff like that. And I'm mm, like... No, I disagree. <laughs> and that's completely different with men and women. You dig what I'm saying? Yeah. A man bringing a woman around his kids versus a woman bringing a man. That's a completely different Explain. ball game. I mean, look at statistics. A lot of times something happens is when the woman left the man with the kids. Mm. So, it, because it's a whole different dynamic. If he doing something, she ain't going to come to him like, chill out on my kids. A man saying that to a woman is a whole different conversation. You get yeah, what I'm saying? Absolutely. And like I said, most men, like, we we logical. So, I'm not even going to bring a woman that's destructive around my kids. Mm -hmm. There's motel sixes. There's all type of things. But you don't need to come to my house. <laughs> like, <laughs> I can leave. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, with a woman, they don't always have that luxury. So they're going to invite you in today because this is where they feel safe at. Right, right. Men have nowhere to be safe already. So right. we'll go anywhere. <laughs> you get what I'm saying? Exactly. That's what makes it the difference. But in this whole situation, um, nah, I think you got to assess the situation, a person, and you got to go with your instinct. So if you even get that inkling, like, nah, just hold off. Like, nah, let's just talk over the phone tonight. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. I, I don't think you should come over here just yet and... Those are the tools. Those are the things, again, people can go to therapy to get. These are the right. tools you need to have because you're going to get in that situation. So a lot of us, again, didn't have those parents. They didn't have people to teach us what to say. Mm -hmm. Somebody just ran up on you like, yo, give me your lunch money. And you just like, <laughs> you going to bring me my lunch? It's my lunch money now. Uh, they gave it to me. Like, you don't even know what's going on. <laughs> Perfect segue. Let's get into it. Perfect segue. We are in tune with the universe today. I'm telling you. Um, question of the day. And we'll see if we got anybody who chimed in on the question of the day. We raise our kids. A lot of us do, especially in the urban community. 
If someone hits you or someone is bullying you, you hit them back. There's a meme out there. Whoa, 29 comments. Wow. 29. We're going to get to a few of them. We're lit. We is lit today, baby. 29 comments. And this, hey, we got to give a round of applause, yeah. man. We lit today, baby. I don't know where this topic came from. But, um, yeah, absolutely. So it says, if your child is being bullied, do you teach your child to fight back or get help? We have 29 comments. Wow. We can only read a few of them. I'm doing both. Advocating for yourself is important and self-defense is important. Try uh that that was from um uh, that was from Liz, Liz Walton. Brittany Dorsey says try to get help from a teacher or principal. If that don't work, defend yourself. Trinae Ransom says, I tell my children to notify the teacher and adult first, then defend yourself, then come tell me so I can handle it accordingly. Brandon Carter says both. And you step in and talk some sense into all parties. Let's stop right there. Yeah. Let's stop right there. Because that's the problem. Is you wanna you wanna jump to the defense so bad of your child, but you know you can't put your hands on this child. Right. So now you bring it to the parent. That parent is already defensive, whether you meeting up at yeah. the school, whether you go into the house. Now that turns into an adult situation. Yeah. And you know, as a kids as kids, yeah. you know what I'm saying. But now it becomes it becomes an adult situation. More complex. You justifying? Yeah. What the hell is going on in the first place? Because now y'all fight. So let's put that on the table. We'll read some more comments as we tackle this particular subject. And if you do want to call in, uh, please call in 614-754-9881 If you want to uh, talk to us about the question of the day. Again, question of the day is. If your child is being bullied, do you teach your child to fight back or get help? Okay, go ahead and jump in here, Tim. Man, <laughs> so um, I'm sorry, real I quick just, before you go jump ahead, in, go ahead. this is sponsored by Truman Money. This question today is sponsored by Truman hey. Money. All right, go ahead. So I just live a very proactive life. You know what I mean? So I've already um, before I understand, you know, bullying happens. We all 